You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast, where international fitness entrepreneur Ricky Long answers your questions and interviews fitness leaders on training, nutrition, and mindset. Ricky is a fitness industry expert, having been helping people achieve their fitness goals since 2002. We talk everything fitness, business, and group exercise to help you on your fitness journey. Hello and welcome to the Ricky Long Podcast, the special 32 episodes coming between me and other group fitness professionals spread throughout the UK, Europe and the world. Had so, so much fun delivering these because I truly believe that every group fitness instructor, every group fitness professional has a journey and business that is unique to them but there are so many people that can be inspired and follow in their footsteps you know I love the quote walk you can walk the same path just walk it in your own shoes and throughout this series I hope that it it certainly brings value to you but maybe there's someone someone in your life that you can share these episodes with share the the thoughts and theories that we chat about and maybe be that bridge for someone to start something or maybe you've been a bridge for someone in the past and you can relate to stuff. Uh, But listen, just before we go into these episodes, just want to quickly let you know about other ways just to make sure I you and I are connected in the best possible way. So I do two things which you can get involved with. I do the Ricky Long daily emails. So if you like these podcasts, you can also wake up to some texts from me every single morning. I will send you an email at 5, 6 a.m. in the morning. Literally, that content can range massively. It can be fitness content, mindset content, business content. It can actually just be what I ate for dinner the day before. (laughs) Um, so you can find the link for the Ricky Long daily emails in the show notes. Secondly, you also find a link for our open Facebook group, which is called Procrastinating with Ricky and Lindsay. So Lindsay and I run a Facebook group where we just invite anyone and everyone who the vested interest is you're just interested in being in a really, really positive Facebook group environment where you can either learn some stuff or just escape and just chat and connect with people. Uh, so we have daily posts in there, daily tasks, and it's, it is that just connect with other people. So it's called Procrastinating with Ricky and Lindsay. You'll find that on Facebook group. You'll find that Facebook group in the show notes. And like I said, it's completely open to anyone and everyone. Lastly, we have uh, podcast sponsors, which I need to let you know about. We have Jump 4.2, which is my coaching program specifically designed for fit, group fitness enthusiasts. So if you do group fitness classes, if you take part in group fitness classes, if you're an instructor of group fitness classes, this program is designed with you and mind. What we look to do is connect the mindset between your training and nutrition and work towards the goals that we will set out on a one-to-one basis and then you can join in the group process. So we have our own online learning and educational platform that will take you through the 12 weeks we have our facebook group which is where people will hang out it's our private jump 4.2 facebook group where there are over 200 people who have already gone through this and now work to help and support each other and just for these podcasts of 32 and 32 there is a discount code attached 
that will give you a 100 point discount from the advertised price so on the link that will take you straight to that discount if it doesn't the discount code is podcast discount all capital all one word that's podcast discount all capital all one word uh, so you can check that out and there's obviously information for you to read on the show notes and then our biggest sponsor is podium for sport podium for sport are one of northern ireland's top sports retailers uh, they operate right in the center of belfast and they specialize in sports equipment sports products sports clothing for schools commercial gyms and home gym fit outs you can check out their website www.podiumforsport.com you can see them on all the social media platforms podium for sport pretty much just one word and they will pop up they have a massive massive influence and platform on their twitter and their facebook please do check them out and i have a special relationship with putting for sport because they're also sponsoring me on my expedition and my iron man this may 2020 in lanzarote so they're helping me out with a lot of kits a lot of equipment and a lot of support so a personal thank you from me to podium for sports and lastly just before i pass you on to the episode it would mean a lot to me and the podcast guests when you listen to this any feedback you have it means so much um, we love it when you screenshot things and put it on social media especially instagram stories because what that does it helps spread the message even more so if there's something that you like and you can share it with another person it really is the whole point of why i started doing podcasts in the first place but it's really really why i wanted to do these this special 32 and 32 because if you're going to listen to this instructor myself as a group fitness professional and what we're chatting about if it resonates with you it is going to resonate with somebody else who's perhaps in the same position as you so we really really do appreciate it when you like share comment feedback whatever it is means an awful lot that is me done with the introduction. We can now dive in to the great content. Hope you enjoy the Ricky Long Podcast 32 in 32. You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast. Introducing on the podcast, it is da, 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 all the way from Bristol. It is Joe Harris, who is a personal trainer and group fitness instructor. Hi, Joe. It's live. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good, yeah. Awesome. I will say to any of the listeners, it isn't just Joe Harris on the other end of this podcast. There are two little doggy friends as well. Tell me about your dogs before we talk about you. Yeah, I apologise in advance. Um, it's <laughs> Thor and Isla. They're two little Cairn Terriers and mm-hmm. they are a nightmare and they will never be quiet when I want them to be. So... <laughs> you'll hear them at some point in the podcast <laughs> excellent well they won't be the first dogs to appear on this series of the podcast um it will be the first double team tag team dog team that we've had i'll mess that up i really messed that up it's not a thing anyway tell us about you and your fitness business um so i am a fitness instructor and personal trainer at Nuffield Health at the minute um, in Bristol North. Um, qualified three years ago, mm-hmm. I think it was, about three years ago. Um, 
so just been started off just teaching classes then um got trained up to do pt did that for a little bit but not really in the right place so then took a break for a bit um and then started again at nuffield about nine months ago mm-hmm. um really enjoying it there um was doing classes sort of all around bristol but then sort of time money efficiency wise um now i'm just at nuffield because it's about five ten minutes away from my house so it makes it a lot easier going backwards and forwards when it's only five minutes down the road yeah you you've centralized your work so you're still teaching classes they're just all in the one building as where your pt is yeah whereas before i was sort of traveling sort of here there and everywhere backwards and forwards to about four or five different gyms um okay which was lovely um to sort of you know a variety of different classes variety of different members which was mm-hmm. really nice um but in terms of my time and my energy and my what sort of served me best um I've recently stopped everywhere else and now I'm just at Nuffield. So. Okay. Um, and just to, to clarify, were you teaching more classes than you are now? Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, so what sort of numbers we're talking about? Um, I'd say probably, if you go back about six months or so, I was probably, well, no, actually, before I started at Nuffield, I was doing about 10 classes a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I wasn't doing any PT. I was just doing the classes alongside my job. Um, and now I only do five classes a week. Okay. So yeah, halved pretty much. Yeah. So what, what, what classes is it you're currently doing? So I do body pump, uh, pyo and spin mm-hmm. at the minute. Um, I also do like some hit classes on the gym floor and that sort of stuff. Um, but ones that I physically do is body pump, pyo and spin. Okay, cool. And what made you get in, you know, if we can backtrack a little bit, what made you get into fitness in the first place? How did you get into fitness? What was the, the first couple of steps? Um, <clears throat> honestly, I'm not entirely sure what happened because I was never into fitness. Mm-hmm. I was awful at PE, um, <laughs> hated, hated PE, um, I've never been the sporty type whatsoever, um, kind of went to the gym a bit when I was at uni, but did that thing where, you know, when you go in and you do like 10 minutes on the bike, 10 minutes on the cross trainer, 10 minutes on the treadmill, and then you're like, I don't really know what to do now, so I'm just going to go home, okay. um, <laughs> and then, um, I changed gyms um, and went with one of my friends and she tried a body pump class. Um, Then the week after, took me along and I fell in love with it. Um, So started going to body pump every week and then that sort of gave me the confidence to start doing bits of weight training and then that's when I fell in love with fitness. Um, that was the big thing for me was sort of learning to lift weights is what completely changed Mm -hmm. my outlook 
on fitness. Um, yeah, but prior to that, did not enjoy it whatsoever. <laughs> um, yeah, so the last sort of, I don't know, maybe four or five years is when I've got into it. Before that, never. So, and, and how long was it from doing that first, you know, body pump class to you becoming... Or to asking the question, how to become an instructor and look at your 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 qualifications. Um, I think it was just under a year. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, about a year, I think it was, from me first going to a class to becoming qualified. Excellent, excellent. And talk us through that sort of journey. Do you know to to become the instructor? Because I can just imagine that you're going to the gym with your friend and she starts going to these classes, you've gone to these classes together and now all of a sudden are you teaching these classes? Yeah. It was, <laughs> um, it was a bit odd for me, really. I, I don't know. I've always been... I've never been the type of person where it was, you know, this is what I want to do with my life. This is what... I've never known. I've always been very much. That's okay. That's okay. Don't, don't listen to the pressures. Yeah. Never, never, you know, known what I want to do. I've had God knows how many different jobs and employers. And um, and so I've always kind of felt a little bit lost, really, about what I wanted to do. And then, it, I don't know, it was after I started going and knowing what I was doing, it, there was just sort of this passion mm -hmm. came out that I'd never really felt before as cliche as that sounds um so it was it, it became something that I was really enjoying and then I was working in an office-based job at the time um when I decided to go ahead with my fitness qualifications mm -hmm. so the plan was always just to sort of do it on the side do a little bit like a couple of classes a week maybe just to just because i enjoy it and it was like well if you're going to go to body pump every week might as well get paid to do yeah, it fair. Um, and then just kind of went from there i really enjoyed doing the qualifications so then it just kind of snowballed and within the space of about it only have been about six months Mm -hmm. my level two my body pump and my level three um alongside working full-time mm -hmm. and then it just kind of escalated from there i got one class and then picked up another one and then picked up another one and then that was when i decided to sort of leave my office job and go mm -hmm. into the fitness stuff more full-time were you nervous about that Yes, very. I went from a salaried job with commission um, to working for a budget gym, which I won't name. Uh, it's a bit of a mistake, but that's fine. Um, and waitressing alongside it to mm -hmm. supplement my income. Um after about six months, it didn't work out with the gym. Um, I decided to leave. They were the budget gym, which we won't name. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, 
it just wasn't working for me. Um, so I can see you getting nervous as if I'm going to mention them. Yeah. I'm not going to mention them, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I So um, I left, was great interesting, and then it was like, okay, so you've gone from teaching sort of 15 classes a week, um, doing some hours on the gym floor and a bit of PT alongside the waitressing, and now you just have the waitressing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then within the space of about, I mean, I was quite lucky, but within the space of a few weeks, I was back up to about six or seven classes elsewhere. Okay, um, that's good. Yeah, so it was good. It just meant that there was, it was about probably about a year that I didn't do any PT for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got the job at Nuffield and now I'm doing PT again, which I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, I just had to take a bit of a break mm-hmm. from that. So, so if we talk about kind of the present and your and your business right now, did you say you were doing like five kind of classes per week? Yeah. Yeah. So it's probably fair to say the majority of your fitness business is centered around PT and and gym floor work. So how does how does that divide up? Yes. Yeah, so I do about twenty six hours a week um, on the gym floor. Um, you know, inductions and. Mm-hmm chatting a lot to members mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> good good <laughs> and there, um, there's there's this thing in the in the fitness industry um well sorry sorry for inter- interrupting there it's like chatting the gym floor members it's kind of this is where there's i one of the things i think is broken about the fitness industry is chatting to the gym floor members as an employee is sometimes frowned upon because yeah quote unquote you're not doing any work when yeah your job as a fitness instructor is to service the members, and part of that is having chat. And like, yeah. w- w- what's more important? The blue rule, I hate blue rule, the blue rule containers being refilled and restocked, or your members having a conversation on their terms when they want to have a conversation. Not always say having a conversation with the members. So yeah, have, have those conversations, because I saw how you said that. I was like, yeah, it's chat the members. That's, that's job number one as a fitness instructor, or like on the gym floor. That I'm very good at. Um, <laughs> good. A lot of time doing that. Yeah. Um, then I do, and that includes doing like a couple of hit classes and things mm-hmm. like that on the gym floor. And then I do my five classes a week outside of those hours. And then PT on top at the minute, I average maybe eight, nine, ten hours mm-hmm. PT on yeah. top of that. Um, yeah, so that's across about six days a week. Doing mm. that. So I'm pleased uh, you're on the podcast chatting about this. Um, we don't need to talk about figures, etc., and finances, etc. But it's my understanding as a PT for Nuffield, you're employed as a PT rather than you're self-employed. Yes. So I I think that personally, I think that is a fantastic way for anyone regardless of all the variables possible, I think it's a great way for someone to start a personal training business stroke career getting into the industry. So how does that look like with nothing? So you say you're doing 26 hours and then how do you get clients? Is there, how did Nuffield support you in that? And what have you done kind of off your own bats to 
get those clients in? So um, all of our bios are sort of up on the mm-hmm. website. Um, so people can just go online if they like the look of you or what you say. They can just select PT with you. So obviously that's just sort of hot luck. Yeah. Um, and then I've actually, I would say a few of mine are from classes. Yeah. Um, people in classes sort of getting to know them through that or you know at the end of classes sort of I don't know having a chat with someone about their technique on something and then they decide they want to go with some personal training as well to learn a bit more Mm -hmm. Um, and then other than that it's it's pretty much just people I've picked up from chatting um, around um, the gym floor getting to know people that way um they end up going with me i think as well we're all we all kind of know what our specialty is um and we all sort of help each other out with that as well Mm -hmm. like i know what a couple of the others are specializing in so someone comes to me and says i don't know I want to run a triathlon or do a triathlon or I would not be the right person to do that with you. Um, so I'll recommend the person that is. So mm-hmm. we're all quite good at sort of. Well, that's good. Going with our specialties as well, which is, which is nice. That's good. And I, I like how you said like one of your best ways of getting clients and really, really be very, very aware of this is and everyone listening is, the number one tool as a PT to build a business is you've got to be able to interact with another human. Like take all your social media marketing, take all the the actual sales tactics on the gym floor. They're all worth nothing unless you can interact as a human on the gym floor, like with that actor actual person so you can actually be quite a bad pt i know you're not you could in theory be a bad pt really really shit at social media really really bad at all the sales tactics on the gym floor you know the five yeses um you know doing the gym tours and all the rest of it you could be shit at all of that but if you're actually good at talking to somebody one-to-one on the gym floor about anything then you could have a lot of success as a PT because that's what people buy into. People buy into people. They don't care about, I know you've just said specialties. That's not what they're looking for in the first place. They're just looking for another human to talk to. So they don't care about specialties and level twos and level threes and strength and conditioning and triathlete coaching badges. They're all wonderful. They're all extras, cherries. But if you can have that conversation on the gym floor and connect with people and um, I, I could kind of, people listening to the podcast can't see this, but I can see how you were kind of saying that. And you're kind of like, well, you know, you shrug on your shoulders. Well, they, you know, to get clients, I just kind of talk to people in the gym floor. Brilliant. Like that's your strength. That is, that is something which if somebody does not do that naturally, it's a nightmare to teach. Yes. But if you can just go up and chat crap and, you know, have a laugh about whatever's going on, you know, it's really, really easy right now because we can just talk about the weather because it is so horrendous. And, yeah, you know, everyone will talk, talk about the weather. Nobody will admit to liking talking about the weather, but everyone will do it. And if you can talk to someone about that and just strike up that relationship, I mean, it's, it's yeah. such a powerful thing. 
no, definitely. Mm-hmm. I'm also very good at. I'm very good at remembering like tiny little okay. details as well, like that thing of you know, names. Awful. I will okay. not remember. You. Uh-huh. I just won't. But I'll remember your face, and I'll te- I'll remember you told me you were going to see something two months ago, and then mm-hmm. I'll bump into you again, and it will be oh how was that and you know, and I think people quite like that. They buy into the fact that I was genuinely interested in what mm-hmm. they were telling me. Can't remember your name, but I do remember what you told me. So. Yeah. I know <laughs> yeah. you went to the cinema and you were going to spend three pounds in Pekamex. I can remember all that. Yeah. No idea what your name is. I, I can relate to that. I'm, I'm not too dissimilar to that. I'm much better at remembering details and events rather yeah. that, than names. It is something I'm working on something i'm working on um so one of the other things you've kind of touched on already so just to give people an idea of, of what you do because obviously these podcasts are all about being a group fitness instructor you've already touched on pump and pio and then spin group cycle and you, you spoke about saying you're doing gym floor classes as well yeah yeah so to, to give people a picture you know i've, I've been in your nuffield when we did that personal training session yeah. it is it's a nice big kind of there's a nice big area on the gym floor we've got trx and you know kettlebells and what you've essentially got is you've got space um so is is this where you do the the hit classes yeah and uh, how often do you do the hit classes what sort of things do you do so there's i personally do three a week um Mm -hmm. i do a tuesday morning thursday night and a sunday morning okay quite busy times of the day as well um but we do, oh God, there's, across all of us, we must do <laughs> yeah. like 40 maybe a week. Like there's loads on the gym floor. Um, though we, there's a couple of different ones that we do, um, but essentially it's um, like a hip-based class. So um, I normally follow the same sort of format of, you know, 45 seconds work, 15 seconds rest. I normally have six stations and we do each one four times. Um, and I try and do a mixture of body weight, weight uh-huh. exercises, body, lower body, core, um, and try and sort of change it up mm-hmm. every week. Um, yeah. Do you find on the gym floor it's the same people do these classes as the like the group exercise studio or is it different people? Um, they do overlap a bit, but I would say they're a little bit separate. Okay, um, good, yeah. You tend to find there are people that will only ever go to the studio classes. Yeah. Um, and it's they're like, a little bit a, nervous. Yeah, it's like that. The, sh- the studio's people's safe zone. Yeah. Yeah, you know, as alien it is to somebody looking on from the outside how ridiculous and scary the studio can be for a lot of other people it's this is where i'm safe i'm not i don't feel comfortable on the gym floor um but i feel comfortable in here yeah no i get that especially as well because with our hip class obviously where it is right in the middle of the gym mm-hmm. what you know especially say monday night at six o'clock when the hip class is going on the rest of the gym is absolutely rammed so essentially not that they are looking, but you've got people everywhere that could turn around and watch you do the hip class, which I think 
mm. can be a little bit intimidating for some people. Yeah. But uh, then at the yeah. same time, you you probably get people with my attitude and thinking, happy days, I've got an audience. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, what what I've actually just done because I'm going to put this in the show notes. I've just found your uh, profile on uh, the Nuffield website. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> so what I've got both sides here. You know, so you know, I've got screen on screen, split screen because uh, I'm I'm so technical. So if I've just found your uh, little profile board. So I'll uh, I'll bump this on onto the notes. Yeah, it's looking good. First day, we're gonna take a picture. Oh, great! <laughs> uh, how can I help you improve your health? What qualifications? What my clients say? Uh, oh, look at that! Look at you! You're so happy. It's day one. I'm a bit of a cheerleader. Is pretty much what I do. It's like the as cliche as it sounds. It, and most of my clients and it was never sort of intended to be I've always sort of been I didn't really know what my niche was I guess um but most of my clients are women that essentially just want to feel a bit better about themselves they don't really know what to do in the gym they want a bit of confidence and they want to lose a little bit of weight so um essentially I've become a bit of a cheerleader at work mm-hmm. um when I'm doing my PT um and like someone described me the other day as being like all about female empowerment and that sort of stuff which is never what I sort of deliberately set out to do but I think because I know what it's like to think oh my God, there's all these dumbbells and I have no idea what I'm supposed to do with them. And I'm not going to go in that area of the gym because there's all these big men that grunt and look at themselves mm-hmm. in the mirror and I don't really want to be there. Um, so essentially that's sort of, yeah, I would say 95% of my client base is women mm. that want a little bit more confidence in the gym. Um, and how, how do you... Nice. I was going to say, how, how do you feel about that? I love it. Because mm-hmm. I, I get this <laughs> almost like proud mum feeling when like I watch them over a few weeks, a few months, and I notice how their sort of, their confidence has come along. Or, you know, even if we're not in a session and I walk past them in the gym and they're on their own on the squat rack and they know what they're doing. Yeah. And they feel It's it's really nice to see yeah. and you know they get a new pb mm-hmm. on a deadlift when you know three months ago they didn't even know what a deadlift was mm-hmm. it's i love seeing it that's that gives me the job satisfaction um uh-huh. you know and at the end of a really long day where you know i'm feeling tired and part of me just wants to go home um that gives me job satisfaction is watching that like the look on their face when they get a new pb or they finally get the technique right or you know that sort of thing i love it It, that that sounds like your your niche yeah 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 
I just wanted to drag that out of you a wee bit. That's why I sent you down that rabbit hole. That's me. Yeah. So the whole thing about finding your niche, I'm totally happy to contradict myself in a conversation to say finding your niche is really, really important. And it's equally as unimportant because you can do stuff generally for an onset amount of time forever. You know, you could, you know, speaking specifically about PT, you could be a general PT, might have a couple of bodybuilders, fat loss, diabetes, you know, cancer rehab, whatever it might be. Or you could niche yourself down and say no to every other type of client other than female confidence and empowerments. You know, yeah. and sometimes I get to go a third way around this. Sometimes your niche just develops accidentally. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Yeah. With me, I think like I would never turn down a club. Like you know, I wouldn't unless I thought that there was somebody else that was far better qualified than me for that mm-hmm. specific thing. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't turn down a client but it just seems to be that those are the clients that have sort of gravitated towards me. Um, So, you know, I would, you know, I was having a chat with my manager the other day and he sort of said, you know, do do you reckon maybe you'd quite like to have some male clients? Because I haven't got any male clients at the minute. Mm -hmm. Um, Because like he quite rightly said, I do train like a bit of a bloke. So it's, you know, those are his words, Um, which I do. And I would quite happily train a male client. I have no issues with that whatsoever. But it, and I have plenty of males in the gym that I have long, lengthy chats with and they know who I am and they'll ask me questions and that sort of thing. But it just seems that, yeah, the, the clients that want to train with me just all seem to be women at the mm. minute. So, that, yeah, like you say, it's sort of, it was never intended that that was going to be the client base that I was after, but it's just sort of gone that No, it's way. good. Uh, that, that's, it's powerful. And if it's already happening, I appreciate some of your members might listen to this and even some of, you know, the staff members in Nuffield might listen to this. And I'll get a little bit businessy right now. Is I suspect that Nuffield probably has in a region of two, three thousand members. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, if if you are the person that that gym associates with female confidence and empowerment, that's a really, really good place to be because you could really go, you could go deep with, you know, what ten percent of those members, you know, two, three hundred people, and you could be the person who fixes their problem. Um, so you're in a really, really kind of good and natural position without kind of, without having to do much position in yourself. You've kind of, it's just naturally kind of formed and put yeah. you there. Um, so I always talk about, you know, it, it's not, you're not lucky being in that position. It's awareness right now to think, okay, this is what's kind of happened. Now, how do we, you know, <laughs> luck is opportunity. Yeah. meets awareness and if, if you're ready for it then you could now start to really look at that population in the gym and what could you do yes you're doing it on a one-to-one scale so i'm gonna i'll probably piss your your uh 
fitness manager and GM off here. Yes, you're doing it on a one-to-one scale where you're getting PT revenue in and you're delivering the one-to-one personal training sessions. That's fantastic. But how could you maybe do it on like a group scale and do like little workshops once a month where the people can just come? Because you've got that really nice um, where we met in your gym and that coffee bar. Yeah. That kind of private area. What about doing like little, when I say workshops, I mean, just get togethers where everyone can just sit down and feel safe, perhaps after an existing class and you can just facilitate conversations amongst people. Um, I think that would be really, really powerful for you to do in that community. And yes, your GM will love me for this. Yes, that could lead to personal training sessions, which obviously lead to more revenue for everyone but more to a point as a group environment that would not only serve that population of people already in the gym but it would probably bring their friends towards yeah. the gym because you know everyone travels in tribes of similarities so if you've got you know two or three women who are maybe quote unquote lacking confidence and empowerments they'll probably have two or three friends who they know in the same kind of circumstances and say listen oh i come down the gym joe runs this little coffee day where we all sit and chat just idea i'm just kind of speculating that like spitting that out yeah because no, no, yeah, i mean it's it doesn't matter how big that population is no population is obviously more important than the other but that would be a massive population of gym membership bases which is easy to overlook do you know what I mean? Because they're not going to be the ones grunting on the gym floor, complaining about whatever, because they might just, you know, sweep things under the carpet. Oh, I'll deal with that. That's fine. Um, so, yeah, they're a really, really important demographic in a gym. And if you've already made connections in that part, you know, apps, and I, I mean this in every sense of the word, capitalize on that and be the person who they turn to. Yeah. Bet you weren't expecting that in this podcast. Yeah, see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it's, it's been really, really positive up the now, so I'm almost afraid to ruin the vibe of the podcast by the next question. Um, what, what sort of frustrations do you have in in the fitness industry, um, and what solutions would fix it? find quite difficult is is sort of how unstable sort of the fitness industry mm-hmm. can be not maybe unstable is not the right word but in, in terms of a job you know that the fitness industry isn't always you know if you take a day off sick you don't get paid for those classes if you go yeah. on holiday you don't get paid for those classes. So there's always mm-hmm. that sort of stress in the back of my mind. It's not as bad now, obviously, where I do, which is a bit safer for me because I do the gym floor shifts. Yeah, of course. I have that safety net, uh-huh. um, which is what I like about it. Um, and sort of leading on from that, I think the whole pay thing you know i know obviously you've touched a lot on this is sort of dogs are agreeing with you by the way yeah (laughs) now and they agree um it's that thing of 
you know, whilst 20, 25 quid for mm-hmm. an hour class might sound great on the face of it, what that doesn't take into account the fact that actually for an hour class, you might be out of the house for two, three hours. Mm-hmm. doesn't take into account the fact that you have to go to quarterlies or mm-hmm. you have to travel to work and back. And it's not like you drive to work, you're there all day and then you drive home, you know, like I've had, I had it before where I would in one day I'd drive to sort of three or four different gyms Um you know, it's the it's the time and effort that you put into the choreography, the learning, the finding music, the, you know, the the planning behind it, behind yeah. the scene, which, you know, that doesn't get taken into account for your hourly rate. Um, mm-hmm. I think for me, that's the biggest thing. And I, and I know, and again, I think you touched on it. Oh, hey, Murphy. <laughs> My dog's in the picture now. <laughs> Um, and I think um, and again I think you sort of might have touched on this before as well it's sort of that thing everyone has that sort of view of oh yeah but you get paid to work out so it's fine yeah and it's like yeah okay but what about where you know when I feel like death and actually it would be a lot better for me there's a cat or something outside. Amazing. Um, where, um, you end up. Um, they're not going to let me speak now. Do you want quiet. Those... Oh, they're so good. Murphy doesn't do that. Come here. No, they'll start again. Now. <laughs> um, where? Um, yeah, when you're not feeling well, or and it kind of almost becomes a bit hypocritical in the way that you know i'll be a big advocate for telling people that take rest when you need to and mm-hmm. you know don't push yourself if you're not feeling well and listen to your body and all of that whereas sort of all of that's taken away when it's your job yeah i guess um yeah i, I mean find that quite tough. yeah there's a there's a lot in that kind of what we've just said and you've kind of you've covered all bases in terms of yeah you know we the, the 20 25 pounds for a class sounds a lot of money there's a lot of prep goes into it um you know there's no there's no sick pay as a contractor you know when you're teaching classes but at the same time that pe- people say right because there's no sick pay and there's no holidays it's actually a place of disadvantage i disagree i think it's if you flip your mindset and you're a bit proactive, it's a place of advantage because you could start to generate other ways to, you know, build a business for yourself and income, et cetera, et cetera. So you can actually, you know, I, I don't, you know, where I teach, they don't give me holidays. So I don't, I enjoy the fact that I don't have to ask them, by the way, I'm taking next week off because I'm going to see my family. And I just tell them, I just send the message and say, you, you sort of cover, that's nothing to do with me. Um, so we're, we are in that advantage position and there'll be GMs listening to this and they'll be thinking, you know, oh, I absolutely hate it when we get those messages. And we're like, well, it's, it's how it is. It kind of, it works two ways. Um, and I've said this in a few of these podcasts as well, and your members aren't going to like this is see the industry's broken. And this is one of the many things I don't think gym memberships are fairly priced because if you think what a gym member gets for 
their membership. Well, what's an off-field membership? Fifty pounds. Uh, Is it more than that like in some places? Yeah, on average, maybe about sixty quid a month. Okay, like don't get me wrong, that's a lot of money. But if you think what that member gets for that sixty pound, you know they can come in. Yeah. 6am to 10pm at night, seven days a week for, for enough different hours, Saturday, Sunday. It's open every single day of the year, except for Christmas Day. Um, you get, it's it's warm, it's always clean. There's always at least one or two members of staff there to attend to whatever problems you have. Yes, you can buy extras when you're there, everything from you know towels, coffees, PT sessions in this case we're talking about. So I, I think a lot of it, what members pay, they actually get such a good deal for the service that they get. Um, in many cases, I'd say gyms underprice themselves, underprice the whole service of what they give. And then the second side of it is, I think, where another part of where the industry's broken is the... We'll talk about trying to make the world, you know, better and the whole point of gyms is to serve as health products you know especially places like Nuffield um obviously links with um health itself it's why is why are these gyms forced by the government to jump over hoops to operate why do they not get certain discounts in rates and utilities and rent and whatever else and you know, I know some of them play it well with how they do their taxes and all that, but if more of these gyms were allowed to operate successfully, then the whole health of the nation would be in a better place. Yeah, um, I agree. And I mean that both from the, you know, heart and lungs health to a financial health as well for us that, yes, work in the industry, um, but even the people who start coming to the, the gyms as well. Um, so, like, it, it's broken so many ways, and, you know, if, if I had my way, when I'm king of the world, all gyms will be exempt from paying tax and rates and all members of the public will be made to join the gym for one year of their life so they can find value in it. Imagine what that would do for gym life. You know, you know, how, you know how in some countries we've got conscription where you have to join the forces? Mm. I would make it, it's conscription. Once you get a full-time job, you must, oh, I've just made this up on the spot. You must pay a gym membership for a year and go three to four times every single month. So as people start to get value from it and health and fitness benefits. Oh, <sighs> Ricky for oh, PM. <laughs> I just wonder where it goes to the government and all that. Do that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll come up with that together. So that'll be the, the Joe and Ricky Act of 2020. <laughs> Uh, but, but it is true I mean we're, we're all sitting here in, in the fitness industry as employees and as contractors and we're complaining about you know we, we would always say about pay but you know there's a coffee shop down the road from you you're going to be having the exact same conversation there's, yeah. a, you know, there's a library up the road for me exact same conversation nobody is ever satisfied with how much they're paid because we always think yeah. like we're valued more and for me in the fitness industry right now with a lot of the content I'm putting out there, I, I do think we're at breaking point. I do think there's a revolution coming. Um, yeah. It might get worse before it gets better, but it will be better for the most important person. And a lot of the gyms out there, a lot of the operators, a lot of the suppliers have forgotten who the most important person is because that most important person is the member. 
it's not it's not the PNL sheet. It's it's not how many conversations you had in the gym floor, how much blue rolls on the gym floor. It's how many people. Sorry, it's the actual journey of Jen on the gym floor. Yeah. My my dog's telling me that it's time it's time for the afternoon walk. So um, I'm gonna have to wrap this podcast up shortly. <laughs> Absolutely fine. Mine, have, they've decided to go back to sleep now. Oh, lucky you. Where everyone's minding them up has stopped. So. Well, two final quickfire questions. Um, let's chat about books. Um, what books have you read recently? And who would you recommend it for, if any? This is where I'm really bad because I. Can you read? Well, I love reading. <laughs> I genuinely do, but um, I'm very much one of the, I do that thing where you say you need to be productive rather than busy, and I am just always busy. Um, okay. It's something that I am working on, um, yeah. and working on trying to take some more time for myself, um, because I don't do that. Okay. Would, would you do audiobooks at all? Yeah, yeah, actually, I, I have, I've got, um, I'm finding, because I'm doing my marathon training, so I'm, I'm listening to podcasts, mm-hmm. your podcast a lot, um, Obvs. and I actually listened to your marathon one whilst running a half marathon on Saturday. How did that work so, out? Yeah, fine, I was totally agreeing with everything you were saying in terms of the pain and the, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, so, um, but I'm actually finding that listening to stuff rather than music <coughs> is helping me zone out yeah. a bit more and not think about the fact that you just want to die. So, um, big time, big time. I find I find when I'm running, I love listening to podcasts. You know, where you know, like this with two or three people on a podcast because yeah. it's it's. I feel like I'm in a conversation that. Yeah involved and audiobooks okay but essentially it's just it's one way coming at me whereas if it's a conversation between two people like a really really time time just passes so fast on it yeah that's the thing because I, th- I think whereas with music because i don't i think again from being in the fitness industry i don't ever really just listen to music yeah. whenever i'm listening to music i'm thinking oh i could do this in that track and i, I know well, that was on Body Pump 101 or, you know, whereas, um, so I just end up sort of zoning out a bit with the music, whereas where I'm listening, when I'm listening to a podcast, I, because I'm trying to concentrate on what they're saying, yeah, I'm finding that's helping my running a little bit. So maybe I could try an audio book when I'm doing the running. Yeah. Um, I, I just binge. I've gone off on a complete tangent from your question because I right. really that's, that's what these podcasts are all about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, final question: um, What items under a hundred pound have you bought recently that give you great value? Um, this is one of those questions. Say it again. Running socks. I bought some new running socks the other day. Oh yeah. And then my life they were a tenner but they changed my life Excellent. um 
uh, they just, you know, because like, I always found like my socks, you, they, you know, your socks do that annoying thing where they like slip off. Yeah. Like, so I got some like higher actual running socks mm-hmm. and that was a game changer. <laughs> um, what else is there? I think both the dogs have just sat up, looked at me like, uh, hello, us. So dogs, <laughs> but they cost, they cost more than £100. So <laughs> I'm, they, sure. I'm sure. <laughs> they were expensive, so they don't count. Mm. Um, They're like, our food, our food, say our food. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they, that, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's one of those ones, say in about half an hour. You'll think of like two or three brilliant things. You'll be like, Ricky, Ricky, I should have said this. Great answer to you yeah. in about 20 minutes' time. <laughs> but right now, I can't think. Well, listen, where can people follow you on social media? Um, so on Instagram, um, mm-hmm. Joe Harris Fitness. Um, and then on my Facebook, just Joe Harris. And then I Perfect. do have a fitness page that's mm-hmm. linked with that as well. Well, I'll link them all out, including including your profile page for nothing. And um, yeah, I'll put, <laughs> I'll, I'll put them all in the show notes. Uh, but Joe, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you for having me. You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast. Yes, yes. Thank you so much for listening. All the links or in the show notes of this. Please connect, please send your love, please send your feedback, and I'll catch you on the next episode. You are listening to the Ricky Long Podcast, where international fitness entrepreneur Ricky Long answers your questions and interviews fitness leaders on training, nutrition, and mindset. Be sure to leave a review on iTunes.